I am unashamed. What about you? All right, so welcome back to Unashamed Podcast. Um, we have sent Jay out on assignment to find stories and do do what he does. So he's gone today, and uh, and we gave Zach the day off too. So Zach, he um, he he basically taunts Jace with his vocabulary. And so I've sent him out to find a few more big words. Jay says that he's not intimidated by Zach's vocabulary, but I think that's a bunch of hooey. Nothing about Zach is intimidating. <laughs> well, that's what Jay says. So, <laughs> so since since you're in his chair, I guess, Stone. So it's interesting. So we got Stone and we got Sound today. So we're super excited about that. Welcome to Unashamed. Pleasure to be here. Always good to have y'all. So you're in Jay's seat. And that's interesting because... One of our listeners, and I, and I think, Alex, it was a female listener, wasn't it? So, because there's always a lot of back and forth with Jace and Stone, you know, usually not together, but it's like you on your podcast, on Duck Call Room, talking about Jace, the fun sucker and all this stuff. And so we get, so we have a lot of crossover listeners. And so they'll send us stories that Jay is talking about Jace. And so that'll pop up on here. Well, then we get Jace's rebuttal yeah. talking about Stone. So finally, one of our listeners said, well, you know, we just need to settle this. We need to have Stone come on. And then we just need to have a good old yeah, fight. Head-to-head. Head. Just a head-to-head head oh, battle. Yeah, yeah. And we just need to, like a pay-per-view. Yeah. And we need to have it on and to have a simulcast on Unashamed and on the Duck Call Room. Are we talking about a verbal battle? Or no, she a wants physical? she wants a physical. Okay, co- well, <laughs> I can handle that, but I will lose every time with a in a verbal war well, with no. Jace Roberts. Well, who You're wouldn't? Not gonna right? win that. <laughs> no, that's yeah. exactly yeah. right. Because who yeah. can argue with him? Nobody. That's, well, Scythe does a pretty good job uh, with yeah, it because he, he. Well, it's like arguing with a, a, a cypress stump. <laughs> Okay. You ain't getting much from the other side. <laughs> and he would say the same thing about you. And vice versa. That's right. That's Speaking right. of Jay's, I got a good I got a good story to kick us off. So Because you're in the Jay's chair. I'm in the so Jay's it, chair. It, it so tends to lend itself to Phil, you would appreciate this. You you've done what I did a few days. I've already told you. So we get Willie wants to restock his pot. And Jace is the reason for having to restock. Um, so we get out there in a boat and, you know, y'all used to have that old phone back in the day. You'd crank that phone bell. and then we old catfish would come up. So bell. In order- dad, dad would always yeah. say, Stone, he would say, cause this was way back. Statue of limitations <laughs> has run out now. Dad would say, Al, we need to, we got to go make some long distance calls. That's the way he would tell me because <laughs> we were speaking in code <laughs> <laughs> and I knew what that meant to get the dip net because we had to go do a little long distance calling. That's what he would say. Well, so Willie has already stocked 1,500 uh, crappie in his pond, they, but they were hybrids, so they don't reproduce, so they don't overpopulate. So we get in that boat, and they have tentacles coming out the front of that boat, generator, crunk it up. Well, we're going around the edges, shocking all the fish up. You know how many crappie we shocked up? One in the whole pond, we shocked up a hundred bass, one crappie, and it was big bass, right? Because he oh, yeah. put those big. Oh, so they literally Jace caught all of them. Jace he, caught he, all but one. one. All but one. He's literally caught every crappie. And out he's of that probably pond. still been after that one for every for a while. <laughs> and but he'll slip down there. I've seen him do it right before dark, where he thinks Willie's not watching. But Willie's watching. <laughs> oh. He he literally caught every crappie out of there and ate them. Well, the boy grew up fishing. Okay, so hey. <laughs> no, but so now yeah. he's pretty plus good he, at it. Plus, he's doing it legally. He's got some kind of bait though now. Oh yeah, he got a jig pole and a jig. You know. Yeah. He's not doing it illegal. So what's the what's the problem? You had them all. They don't reproduce. Jay's caught them all. <laughs> well, the problem is they don't belong to him. <laughs> they, they belong to Willie. Well, when you blood kin, within you live within a few hundred yards of each other. No, that's yeah. everything that God created is fair game. Fair game, okay. Fair, fair okay. game. Well, except for one. There's one little minute detail here, though, because you have to pay for these 
Well, they, yeah. You had to pay well, for right. these fish to stock them. Yeah. So at the front end, which, Dad, you can appreciate this, because you kind of had to get on some of this idea over here with the paying for the fuel. To, to You know, you did it for a long time, and then these last few years, you're like, okay, boys, we're all on this together. Yeah. At what point do we, like, do this together? Because yeah. yeah. it's the yeah. idea. Your share. Where's your share? <laughs> so, so we're doing this together. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's the conversation Willie's now having with Jace on yeah. the on the front end. If we're going to enjoy the bounty. Yeah, that, that came out of when the gas prices got up there about, you know, diesel got up there five, six dollars a gallon. Yeah. That's when I started saying we need to. Come together here, you know. <laughs> this, this, this fuel is taking on new meanings. We're burning it up with other five hundred gallon diesels. You know, that's, that's a yeah, pretty good lick. We're enjoying the we're enjoying the bounty together. We've got to enjoy the stocking. Get together. your fuel bill. It's seven or eight thousand dollars. But the problem is, just is, to chase a duck or a deer. Jace has now created this whole thing because we've heard on the podcast many times. He's got his whole courtship and marriage tied into these fishing exploits. Y'all hadn't heard all this. Uh-uh. We hear it all the time. Dad and I hear it on the podcast. He's got his whole romance of Missy tied into going over and catching these fish and coming home and he's and then the cleaning of the fish and it's a whole song and oh, yeah, dance. Hey, this is a big thing. Oh, oh. It, it is it is he he makes it okay. sound like Don Juan. <laughs> I mean, you got you got some people buy flowers and cards and all this. Jace has this whole thing. It's it, it's like a, what they called it the uh, the Afro uh, aphrodisiac of crappie, and he makes this whole big deal about it. it, it it's quite the story the way he lays it out. So I don't know what he's going to do with that one crappie over there because he's fishing to go lean for a while. Those are pond raised crappie. Back in the day when I was fishing for a living, I would have days about March, which is right, right along right, 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 right now. You start noticing it. But if you got them hook nets up against too close to the bank where they're just under the water, four or five feet of water, I would. it's against the law to sell game fish like that. Right. Crappie. So I had to just dump them back. But if you started making a mountain out of crappie in the Washtenaw River, you would have a mountain hundreds of feet tall. I mean, it was, I, I mean, it'd be a couple hundred pounds, all crappie, prettiest things you've ever seen. Just dump them right back out where you caught them, move the net out further where you, where, you know, you're, right. you know, you're on so the run. They would run the, run the river back. Yep. This it, time of year, it was ridiculous. They're going to spawn eventually, but but no one had ever seen that that many crappie. But in that pond, pond raise, that's a little different deal there. Yeah, you can raise them out on them and catch them with whatever. I guess you know, if it's your own property. Phil, just out of curiosity, uh, when it's time to collect money for the fuel and everything, who's the most difficult to get the money out of? Probably the ones got the most money. <laughs> 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 That's why they may have most of the money. <laughs> you know, oh well, uh, y'all, y'all pick up that field bill for me. I'll check y'all later. <laughs> but Dad's got pretty good at reminding them, though. He reminds oh, yeah. them pretty regular. I notice. He, oh, yeah. What's funny is Dad'll bring it up. I noticed, like, we'll, we'll he'll wait till we get on the air. <laughs> So he shames them in public. That's so right. just, hey. then you got to do something about it because he just mentioned it in front of a few hundred thousand hey, people. Hey, put him on the spotlight. Boys. That's exactly right. Put him under the under the light, which is good. But we do it all. It's not like anybody gets you know get their tail feathers ruffled up about it. No, oh, no. well they got plenty of money. They need to chip. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are they gonna do with? It? That's right. Jay yeah. said he's got he's mostly got size money from poker anyway. Yeah. So yeah. what are you gonna do? That's another one of his big tall tails. <laughs> <laughs> he's got many, many he's, tales, got, he's got he's good at it yeah so tell me about so since we've had y'all on it's been a while so y'all because y'all are y'all do a lot of trips and stuff y'all did y'all do any interesting hunting trips i don't think we've talked to y'all since last hunting season y'all go anywhere interesting oh yeah well you know any, or kill anything interesting because y'all usually do a trip or two. Oh yeah we, we we try to take as many trips as we can we uh our favorite place to go is down in in the marsh in venice 
with Josh, yeah. with uh, Captain Galt down there. And, uh, but, uh, you know, Cy done turned into a deer hunter. I know it. He don't duck hunt anymore. I know. I duck hunted three times this, this year. Had a good time all three times, but yeah. I mean, I've actually get in stones got me into manage deer management. So you're a deer manager. Yeah, I'm a manager now. You know, we just sit there and watch time I well, you know, with the this year, you know. Like I don't remember when it was, but hey, we go and he says, Okay, old man, there he is, you know. Look him over and tell me if you're gonna shoot him or what do you wanna do? You know, and it was a pretty deer, pretty buck. You know, and I said, you know, I looked at him, you know, he's about 65, 70 yards. I said, well, Stone, you're not going to believe it. <clears throat> I said, I'm going to let him walk. He, he's not old enough. He's only four. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, this joker had, was like this. Oh, the biggest buck I've ever seen on this property. Yeah. He didn't kill him. Yeah. He let him walk. And he told Willie about it, and Willie said, well, We'll let him hunt a couple more years. That's yeah, right. Since he said that, he yeah, said, "Keep taking water, him." Yeah, yeah. the backwater's up right now, and it's and it's pushing the deer out to the little higher ground. But I saw three different bunches of deer about a couple of weeks ago. Old Dan was with me, and the the bunches of deer was like twenty five to forty. Oh yeah, just all running together. But I didn't. I didn't see any any bucks. I mean, it was just a lot of deer. But the more bucks, I, I just got the back. horns have already dropped her. Yeah. But they probably the horns have already dropped. But I, I was just looking. I told Dan. I said, it's "Been a long time since I've seen that many bunches with that many deer. A lot of little deer, like no, no. one yeah. year old, you know, yeah. from back last fall. But there was some deer out there. I mean, they were running in every direction. I went. Water's to, got them all stirred up, you know. Oh, yeah. I went to. Uh, Michigan, like two weeks ago, you know, about two foot of snow on the ground. And like you're talking about, everywhere you look, there was 40 and 60 deer just, you know, to just gathered together because of the, you know, the snow. And then, then that, then next thing you look, here's 60 turkeys and they're on people's porches. You know, actually, you know, picking up breadcrumbs or something, I guess. I don't know, but they was in people's yard, old porches. I said, good grief. They, they, don't, they don't do that much down in here. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, it was it was wild. You know, just they was everywhere. You know, and I said, boy, y'all got a good turkey population up here and a good deer population. You know what amazes me when Phil talks about when he, when you first showed up down here, you could not find a deer track anywhere. We didn't Both see si and we didn't me. see any deer down there. We were we were I was during college my college days, that'd have been in the mid sixties. But leading up to that, leading up to sixty four, there was not a track, a deer track in the woods. And I mean, we were people None. we lived in the woods there. And if a deer had walked by and left the track, we'd find it, but no deer. But they started stocking them pairs and you know, all over Louisiana, went up north and got them, brought them back down here, and started just dumping out a pair here and a pair there, different parishes. And we just looked up in a period of about a decade. And I mean, it was like, so uh, I guess all the pioneers, uh, when they were going across, you know, unloading them on these rivers, heading west, I guess they just, I know they're bound to have been deer there. But they literally killed them all. Hunted them out. You know, we think about the buffalo. They were millions. And when they got done, I mean, it was just a pile of bones. Because there wouldn't have been any kind of natural predator around here much, right, uh, that would have taken them out other than. Oh, there a lot of predators on them. You know, they, they probably had big cats in, but, you know, but bobcats, whatever, coyotes. But not enough to, cl to clean them out, though. Not enough to clean them out. Oh, no. It was just a balance there. Right. But when they came across here, them pioneers and them covered wagons, I mean, they didn't they didn't leave many deer, that's for sure. I didn't see a deer in the woods until I was in college. It's Remember, a, si? Hang on. Let's, there let's, were no deer. Hang on, Dad. Let's take a break. So we got two uh, veterans on our podcast today, which we thank you both for your service. It's interesting because both of y'all served uh, at different times. Um, and so it was a little bit different, Zai, when you served. People, I guess, were a little more 
anti-military back yeah. in your day? I mean, made it a little bit tougher. So how do y'all feel about, I mean, are you guys more appreciative of companies and organizations that are, that are pro-veteran and, and pro-military? I mean, does that make you feel good? Oh, yeah. Especially you, si, I guess, more yep. appreciative. Because, you know, it, uh, Phil's done, you know, sermons on it, that there's no, people are not thankful for what they have. Right. Not appreciative of how good they've really got it right. here in the United States of America. Right. You know, because once you go to a, like a third world country and then see somebody that's, you know, yeah, you know, you need to quit belly aching. That's exactly you know. right. Well, one of our uh, sponsors uh, is a group called Patriot Mobile. That's one of the things we love about them. I mean, not only we love that they uh, sponsor our podcast, but they are very pro-veteran, uh, first responder. Um, they have uh, they have great deals that you know that honor you guys, which we appreciate. They also support a lot of things that we support. Uh, they know that Americans have had it. Uh, they're done supporting companies that uh, rake in, uh, you know, billions of dollars, but they trash what we love. And uh, so they make it their goal to support what we love. They're America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Um, so uh, it, no matter whether you have you support the other three major networks, you can get the best possible coverage uh, by going with these guys. And uh, so they're going to switch over for free, which we love that. So you can you can go with these guys and support Second Amendment, Sanctity of Life, military first responders, as we said. So they have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team. Makes switching easy. All you got to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash fill, or you can call them right now at 878-PATRIOT. You get free activation today when you use the offer code fill. So we need to stand together, support companies that share our values. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Phil or give them a call at 878-PATRIOT. Well, you know, it's it's the reason why that I did that I never liked to deer hunt is because when I was growing up as a kid, I sat up and just froze my butt off and never saw anything yeah. for years. Like I, year after no, year, no. dad would put no. me on the side of a tree. I would sit there all morning for however many days I sat there and never saw anything until he came and got me. And I just thought, you know what? This stinks. Oh yeah. What, yeah. Whatever this is, yeah. it I ain't fun. I don't want it. Just sitting out here freezing. Same way. My dad would drop me off, you know, an hour before daylight yeah. on, a, on a ladder with a board for a seat. Yeah, that's me. It wouldn't pick me up till noon. Yeah. And I wouldn't see nothing. Never saw anything. And now I got a my daughter, she sees 40 deer every time she goes. She's killing 180-inch bucks, you know, bigger than anything <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, yeah. it's, it's fun for her. Oh, she loves oh. it. What did she, what was her, I was going to ask her to get a BK update. What did she kill this year? Did oh, she kill anything oh, interesting? she killed a hammer. She killed a hammer. She's usually with y'all. She usually does a Well, we bit. took her to South Texas this year. And uh, she killed a giant. And I actually beat her. And and then Cy killed one bigger than hers. Oh, yeah. that's rare. He, he finally oh, yeah. got the better of her. Yeah, I finally beat her. Because Eddie, you know, the guy that owns land over there on High Fence, you know, he said, you know, we we had I'd hunted. He said, I, your buck's coming to this stand. So we hunted it that morning. And look, I called it the Grand Parade. <laughs> okay, because hey, daylight comes up. It's four does under the corn feeder. Within the next three hours, I saw sixty deer. Okay, and thirty-five of them was bucks. We're hunting in South Texas. Yeah, uh, the, okay. what they call the Golden Triangle. Yeah, oh, yeah. and th- these were just <laughs> giants. You know, so we get back that day. You know, and we're sitting in the lodge waiting for breakfast. You know, and somebody says, "Hey, there goes a big buck toward the feeder down there on the lake." You know, and then somebody else says, yeah, that's the one that uh, Eddie wants Uncle Si to shoot. So they hey, I get on the scope and, you know, look at him. So look, this feeder's up on stilts, you know, and the, the deer has stuck his nose in it to get some food. I couldn't even see the feeder because of the horns. <laughs> okay, and I'm looking at Eddie, and I said, Eddie, have you lost your mind? I said, hey. That's somebody that's going to pay you yeah, to shoot that buck. Right. Good grief. This is a big guy. Yeah, yeah this is a big animal. deer. You know, he said, oh, no, that's the one you're going to get. So I hunted him for three days and actually got him. He was 28 points. Wow. Okay. He looked like a cactus. <laughs> he looked like a cactus on top of his head, you know, and he's in the podcast room right behind me. 
<laughs> for all to see. Oh, he was oh, he, cool. He's beautiful. Okay, yeah. just gorgeous. But it, it was a very touching moment. Oh, I like to cry when I walked up on him. Well, I'm serious. He was that pretty. I said, God. I could tell Sai was getting emotional. Now, he was a beautiful yeah. animal. I've never yeah. seen anything like yeah. it. So Sai put yeah. his hands on him, got emotional. Then And then BK ran over there and started hugging him because she saw that he was getting emotional. Yeah. And I, I was watching that. And BK I, was I, like Sai's support animal. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> right. Just, you know, but it, was, it was a trip of a lifetime. You know. The point is with management, that they, they, they have created uh, – Oh. A gigantic uh, deer herd. Well, not only yeah. that, it, it started with stocking pairs in here, yeah. and then that's just, right. And then, yeah. like what we're doing here, what Stone's doing is what people need to be doing. He, you call out deer, oh, yeah. you watch them, like you said, so you you wait and you let them grow, and you know, no, you no, no, and it's actually really fun, and it's actually really a good management tool, and it's yeah. a lot of. Um, okay. It makes me feel good because I know that future generations will reap the benefit yep. of all that. Because you got to think about, about this. Last year we had eleven bucks on the hit list. Okay, I mean Stone's name, Stone and BK have named them, and they're on the hit list. You can shoot <laughs> this one, okay? Look, we killed every one of them last year. Eleven. Yep. And the great thing about it is, hey, everybody in the whole family. Got to shoot one. Yeah, you know, yeah. Bella killed one. Yep. Uh, Jacob killed Her one. Husband. Yep. You know, just you know, I killed a call. You know, BK killed a call. You know, Jay killed a call. Willie shot one. You know. but, but you know what's even more fascinating, Dad, is that thirty years ago, we never even. I mean, this this land was owned by someone else, and we were invited to hunt over there just as guests. And eventually we were able to lease some of that property. And then eventually God blessed us and you were able to buy some of that property mm -hmm. with someone else, with Mac. And then eventually to buy all that property. Yep. Our family. That's when Jason and Willie came in. Exactly. And so you think about that. I mean, the Almighty opened up doors to buy it. Now we're able to manage it. And as Jay said, one day we'll all be gone. And so we're talking about great great grandchildren will still be able to kill the those deer. The legacy. The legacy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's yeah. the beauty of it. that's that's the way the Almighty intended it. If which, the government allows it, which these days I, I'm not sure what the government's going to do. Man, what yeah. did uh, who was it that said if if you can keep it? The was it uh, Benjamin Franklin or one of them said yeah. it's yeah, a yeah, republic. What do, what do we have a the theocracy? And he said. A constitutional republic, if you can keep it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the trick, right? I'm telling you. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's what, but that's the idea. The idea was, is that you can build something and then pass it on. Mm -hmm. Well, I told him when I said, hey, the best thing you ever did was when you bought that you know, first couple hundred acres. And then you just kept adding expand you could afford well, it. The memories that have been made out there are priceless. Yeah, exactly. I'll carry those till they put me in the ground. Yep. And my goal is BK, her kids, yep. do the same thing. So yep. it's uh, we've really been blessed. It's uh, well, it's been some, been some good times had out oh, there. What are you talking about? And that's the beauty of it. So, so Si, you seem healthy. A lot of people ask us all the time, how is Si's health? Because, you know, it's, it's been rumored you and Dad both have died several times on the Internet. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why they keep doing that. I, I, I jotted some down. Uh, Dad, you've been killed off less than Cy. I don't know if for some reason Cy has he's been <laughs> die, Cy has died in a car crash, a plane crash. He's been found unresponsive in the woods on several occasions. And then, of course, you didn't survive COVID <laughs> either. <laughs> so, <laughs> and yet you're here today. So, hey, praise I, God. I can't tell you how many times people have called, hey, is Uncle Si okay? We heard. You know, no. Oh, I've, had, I've literally had people come up to me at an event and say, I just wanted to tell you, just offer my condolences for Uncle Si. And I was like... Well, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, he's still he's still kicking. Though. Oh, he's still <laughs> around. Like, Are you serious? I, I I read where he died yeah. last year. I said, no, yeah. he's he's still going strong. No, I'm sorry, I don't got a second wind. Though. I've been in and out of prison 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, we heard he's in jail. Well, yeah. that was for all that CBD oil yeah, you were sell, selling. Selling CBD oil. You know, Jace is selling laptops now, I hear. Yeah, Jace, he got in the laptop business. Uh, somebody hacked his Twitter account, Si, and uh, he was signing <laughs> uh, MacBooks and selling them yeah. <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> And that was his most recent deal. Yeah. They still hadn't cleaned that up. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, but your health is good. You, oh, yeah. You've been, do, you've been doing well, which is a good thing. Yeah, the only thing I got going against me is age, old age. It's creeping up on me, boys. Yeah. His dad says the resurrection is looming large. Yeah, I'm telling But that's true for all of us, oh. right? Uh, so uh, let's take another break. We have uh, Lisa and Mom, Miss Kay. So, babe, we uh, do a lot of uh, pro-life uh, speeches and travel around the country. What would you say is kind of the, I don't know, the biggest uh, thing you see out there that we're trying to accomplish uh, in our travels out there across the Fruited Plains? Um, I would probably say putting pro-love back into the pro-life um, arena and and showing people that we actually care about the moms uh, as much as we care about babies and we care about those babies once they're born uh, and we care about the moms once the babies are born and supporting them um, you know all the way through even even uh, even post abortive care um, you know when when you can't always get that right decision right that's There's right so, so many yeah. different things and you're right even adoption we talk about that a lot mm-hmm. in our family because that's a big part of the pro-life movement uh, one of the uh, organizations that you and I have worked with and you've even written uh, I think uh, in their magazine is 40 days for life um, Sean yeah. Carney's a friend of ours and so these guys have been a, a sponsor of our podcast and you know they just do great work they have over a million volunteers. Uh, they're in 1,500 cities around the world, it, bigger than just the United States. Uh, they're the largest pro-life organization in the world, and uh, they're really in the best position to help end abortion. Uh, they have uh, 40-day peaceful vigils. Uh, they offer love and hope. As you said, they're trying to, to put more love in. They uh, they pray uh, for young women and, and choices. They've helped close 132 abortion facilities in America. Forty-five percent of those were in liberal states, so we're really behind these guys, and uh, we're excited. Sean's going to be back on the podcast soon, so we're excited about that. He has some great resources too, as far as his books and stuff go. He does, and, and really ha- kind of help uh, de- debate, discuss, right, right, um, when you're talking with your friends. So, I want you to check out their locations, their podcast, their free magazine that Lisa has contributed to. Uh, 40daysforlife.com. It's going to help you stay updated on what's going on uh, with the life issues in this post-Roe America. So it's 40daysforlife.com. Check them out. So we had a a 70th uh, Christmas party for Chris, which is Corey's mom. And so Stone smoked a couple of briskets, which were excellent. And Completely consumed, by the way, Stone. That's what I heard. <laughs> Gone. Yeah. Uh, by the time the line passed through, two two full briskets. Big briskets. It was impressive. And uh, Willie said it was all the church people, but I was like, Willie, <laughs> yeah. it started with your family because you're talking about some son-in-laws that can eat. Oh, I mean, they, yeah. they look like Greek gods. I mean, they, they, they're good-looking people, but I'm telling you, them boys can eat. Oh. But uh Willie had he did the slum gullions, Dad. Oh, he had yeah. he had three big old pots, and you don't know what's in. I it. couldn't identify yeah, the mulligan. <laughs> now, they were delicious, <laughs> but I couldn't tell you what they were. Yeah, it was just chock full of stuff. I mean, it's so thick you can't hardly stir it with a spoon. That's about the biggest pot I've ever seen. Oh, no, 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 three yeah, of them. Yeah. Here's what's so funny: you mean they ate that too. Every. But I mean, when I, the last ones through were the Guatemalans that worked for Willie because they always come in last. I don't know why they do that, but they just, I guess they feel like they need to wait. And they were scraping the very bottom, getting what was left off the bottom. But it was all all pots scraped clean. He, he's mm. funny to watch when he starts out because he always starts out with a smaller pot. Yeah. It has to be. And, and as he's going along, okay, he's looked in the refrigerator and found this that he put into it. He looked in the freezer and he's found this that he's put into it. Slum gullion. Uh, yeah. He's he's always, 
y'all, here comes a bigger pot, a bigger pot. Y'all. That's right. And when it gets through, it looks like a army mess hall. The pot is this big around and this high. I started trying to. Full. I started trying to identify it by taste, what was in it. I started asking questions, but I mean, we ran out. I I couldn't figure. You know, it was like so I thought I tasted cream cheese. No, that was sour cream. <laughs> it was just it went like that for about five minutes, and I finally I gave up. You couldn't reproduce it. No, but I smoked two giant briskets. They were they were huge. Yeah, yeah. I just so I got me a, a new smoker. It is fine too. Is it bigger and, than the thirty gallon? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, yeah! Yep. Okay. Yep. So I wanted you to give an update, Jay, because people love it when you're on to talk about different things. Because I just I I did a couple of things that I know that I've enjoyed, but there may be some I forgot. So one is you started smoking cheese. Oh yeah, which is delicious. Yeah. Yep. So which is pretty simple, right? Because oh, you just yeah. put cheese in the smoker, and but that's well, well, yeah, it's it's real simple. You get your block of cheese, you get a you get a pellet tube, you fill it up with pellets, light it. Uh, close the lid and let her eat. It's called cold smoking. Three hours. Delicious. Because it just puts that a little cheese hint. gets that smoke flavor in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. Tell us about how you did the uh, the pork belly burnt ends. Ooh. Now that's just that's just filthy. It's oh. so good. <laughs> so you you take a so pork I can't belly. Lose weight, by the way. <laughs> pork belly and you I cut it up into cubes, about like that. What did I put on them things? Golly, I can't remember now. Well, I just put my rub on it and smoked that thing for about four hours and then took it out, put them in a pan, brown sugar, butter, and you put honey, something sweet on it. Yeah. And and put it back in the smoker, covered up, and let it render down. And my goodness. You you think about. You actually burn this a little bit. It's okay. You think about bacon. Yeah. It's like burnt, a it's, burnt crispy. Yeah, it's like a it's like a crackling, like you eat a crackling, but they're not like real hard. Instead, they're softer. Oh yeah. But you got that same kind of fat render, but they're just I mean yeah. so. You delicious. don't have to have teeth to eat them. Right. <laughs> it, they're, it, candy. It just, they're candy. They're candy. They're oh, candy. Yeah. yeah. But we we ate them. What, Bacon candy. You know, yeah. Nan is always looking for sales on meat, so she found pork bellies on sale and got about eight of them, put them in the freezer. So yeah. we've been eating pork belly. It's fine, but you better have a lot of water to drink when you get done eating it. <laughs> but yeah. they are good. So Anna goes down there. She's so funny now. She's she there's a she competes. There's a bunch. There's a handful of older people because everybody's looking for a deal. So she shows up at Brookshire's down there at right at the the bewitching hour, about six thirty in the morning. Oh yeah. It's just her and about a handful of old people. Of course, she's got the jump on them because they're in them go kart. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. they got to they got to ride the motorized because yeah. yeah. they motorized. can't get around that good. Yeah. But Nan's still striding; she's young, yeah. so she gets the <laughs> jump on them to get to the reduced meat. They they take that meat, you know, still great shape, but it comes out early and knock that price off, get it cheap, yeah. and then Jay he'll put the uh, he'll put it in the uh, yeah. food yeah. saver, yeah. and then he'll season it, put it in the food saver, and then put it in the freezer. But so we always are stocked up with, but it, it's great prime beef oh. and pork but man you get it at such a cheaper price so of course nan likes to save that money you know she's she's all about savings but we're all about you know we're all about fresh and the good the good meats oh, so yeah. it, it's a it's, we got a winning we got a winning thing going here <laughs> oh that, that smoker's always going at my house that thing it's kind of our neighborhood thing so which is really good so sign what way, we got some ribs done at miss case had, oh yeah, yeah. Cooked them this week. Oh, I'm bringing you one of them smokers too. He sent one for oh, you. All right, huh. they're highfalutin, high end smokers. Cotton yeah. gin smokers is the name of them. They are fine. Whoo, yeah. But that one you got now, it, it, it it's about time to be replaced. Yeah. But I'll come down cooking real sometime this week if you want me yeah. to. There was a guy last night that was over there eating. And he said, "Who made this brisket?" I said, "Oh, that's my that's my son-in-law and ate that." He says, is that the one that lives next to you? And I said, yeah. And he said, man, it must pay to have a guy like that around. Because my guy said, every day. Every day. That's, that's how you right. get a little girth on you there. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Jay, tell us about your jiu-jitsu uh, news. Because oh. you, you own a, a school. And um, so you got you just had a, a recent upgrade, which was pretty cool. Talk, oh, yeah. A little bit it, was, it, was a, it was quite the event. You know, I have three daughters. And a wife, 
So I need a lot of therapy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And this is... <laughs> Mental and physical. So instead of going to a psychiatrist, I go up to a gym every evening and take a butt whooping. Take multiple butt whoopings for the most part. So that's my therapy. It's very therapeutic for me. It keeps me in check, you know, because if you have pride issues, you go to a jujitsu academy somewhere and you won't have those anymore. <laughs> you will lose every bit of your pride because you realize real fast that you ain't near as tough as you no, thought you, you were. Bad. You ain't as bad as you think you are. You get your butt whipped yeah. by a 140-pound yeah. woman. Uh, you go back to the drawing board. Well, maybe I don't know, you know what I thought I did. But anyway, it's, it's a, a it's a it's a defensive discipline. Is, right. that, is that the best way to put it? Well, it's, I mean, it's grappling. It's uh, yeah. um, chokes and arm locks, and it's and the and the guy that came up with this particular because there's different styles, I guess, is from Brazil. Is that right? Yeah. Originally, yeah, he, I think he weighed a hundred and. They're 40 pounds, little guys. And there's a lot of, so they do a lot of like women's self-defense classes. Mm -hmm. A lot of police uh, take part in this. So it's a lot of, there's a lot of really good things out of this other than, you know, just, I mean, it's obviously it's, it's good just for your own psyche and discipline and stuff like that. But it's really, I mean, you do a lot of good community stuff mm -hmm. too. I started a couple of years ago and um, made some really good friends through all of it. And, uh, but the, that woman I was telling you about, her name is Mallory. She, uh, with, she's the reason I got my girls into it. Yep. Because once I realized this woman, if if a man thought he was fixing to take advantage of this woman, yeah. that man is fixing to be crippled for life. Because <laughs> she can do whatever she wants to do and has no fear. And so I wanted that for my girls. So... I got my eight. Now you got to watch it though, because them. Oh no no no! Olds, hey, yeah. I got uh, I, you know his daughter seven Sage, okay. Carly's boyfriend, old boyfriend, okay. He's a seventeen year old, pretty husky little dude, okay. Sage comes running in. He's on the couch, jumps up behind him and puts him in one of them guillotine chokeholds, <laughs> okay. <laughs> he has got a phone in his hand. Okay, the phone drops out of his hand, and he's fixing it. Stone was looking at him and stuff. Let that boy go. <laughs> he was this close to passing out. He was in the process. Oh, he, no. he did lose consciousness oh, no, no. for about yeah. two seconds. Yeah. He dropped his phone, He then he looked up and said, what happened? I said, you got choked by an eight-year-old. Yeah. Rear choke Yeah, but yeah. I, I watched him, okay, and I'd watch him, you know, Stone would be showing somebody, here's the choke, you know, to get out of the – you know, and I said, I said, I noticed one thing right off. I said, this has got nothing to do with strength. Mm -mm. This is all about technique mm -mm. and knowledge of what That's you're right. working. And strength with. helps, and but the the main lesson that it do, it gives people is how to stay calm in a very stressful situation. It should, it should help with their discipline too. Oh no, it no, does. It, it does. discipline and and endurance. Okay, I watched him. Me and Philip went and watched him when he got his belt. Okay, and there was about what? How many people? But twenty-seven in the class. Uh, twenty-seven in the class. Okay, so hey, it's his night. Okay, he takes on all. And this is hey, all twenty-seven of them. Okay, and there is no break. There is no rest. No, no. All twenty-seven of them. Look, you think well. Okay, we'll let the scrub start first. Oh, no. The start top guy With start. the black belts. Yeah, start. with the black belts and all this. You know, start. And they, I just finally, after two hours of it, I just couldn't take no more. I said, don't. I, I've gone. I enjoyed it. I got, I got to go. Oh, it was I brutal. can't take anymore. Okay. It's hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, know, the, I, you know, they somebody said, are you going to do this? I said, no. I said, I've watched them warm up. And I said, I've already been dead just from the warm-up. <laughs> Got to die. Well, <laughs> there, hang on, hang on. Let's, let's, take, let's take another break. Oh, it was rough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but and so so you earned your so you earned your blue belt. I got, my, I got started late in life. You know, I'm yep. 47, and like I say, it's 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 good therapy for me. But it keeps me in shape, and uh, it teaches me a lot of humility, and keeps me in check. I, you know, it's it's a it's I'm very passionate about it now. So I have 
and new goals yep. set, you know, at my age, which is pretty neat. It's very impressive. Okay. Yeah. It really is. But that belt test came after about, oh, I'd say roughly seven to 800 hours of training. And then once uh, the professor deems you ready to test for your next belt, in my case, I went from white to blue. And in the white to blue curriculum, there's 88 moves that I had to demonstrate before the shark tank. Cy was there. He saw the 88 moves. And then he saw about half of the shark tank, which is everybody taking turns on me, three-minute rounds with no breaks. And when there's not wrestling, when he's not wrestling somebody, he's got to do push-ups or sit-ups or something. Yeah, so there's one minute in between each round okay. that I was doing yeah. calisthenics. Yeah. In the world we yeah. happen to live in now, that would come in handy. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. And it yeah. gives me a little peace of mind that my girls are, yep. if they would at least have a plan if something happens. Well, and then that, you know, that's my observation of it just from kind of being on the outside but being on the inside of the family is that it's been really good for Jay in relationship with the girls and in terms of spending time with them. But then also, like he said, just the psyche of it. Well, there's a lot of discipline involved. In oh, no, no. Well, right. And, and they learn that. But then they also learn that. I mean, he is able to deal with them because, like, he's got one dating. And, look, it's drama. Teenage girls and dating. Oh, no, no. I, I raised two myself. Oh, no. It, that ain't easy. You raised one. Yep. You know, dad didn't get a daughter until you know, three years ago, but yeah. I'm saying yeah. daughters are different. And even yeah. dad, you've noticed it from the sense of even having a, a grown one. Oh, yeah. There, there's just drama with daughters. A lot of drama. And, and, but, but, and then also, Jay has a bit of a, a bit of a child prodigy in the sense that Sage is, she's good at it and she's young and she's going to be really good probably just because she's learning everything at a young age. Well, no, no, it, it's not only that. It, it's a, uh, it's helpful with the mental attitude of growing up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cause I mean, she was, I, I was sitting there one day, he'd invited me for a meal sitting on the couch. She comes in and just squares up right in front of me. I said, Uncle Si, I said, what? She said, you want to wrestle? And I said, no, Sage, go outside. I don't want you to hurt me. Get. Yeah. Get. You want to wrestle. You want to wrestle. <laughs> you know, because, hey. like I said, it's about technique. Okay, because right. my doctor, my doctor done it. Okay, Hammond was in, and he was giving me a physical, okay, and he put his, checking my uh, artery. Okay, well, he put his thumb, and he had it on my artery, and he pushed. And it was in between two vertebrae of my neck. And hey, I just, <laughs> yeah. All right, this pressure point stuff, it works. Trust me. Oh, yeah. Okay, because it scared him. He said, Oh, my goodness, do I need to take you? You might ought to tell him practice on somebody else. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I told him, I, I said, No. He said, Are you all right? And I said, I'm fine now that you took your finger on my thumb out of my vertebrae. Yeah, I said you just shut off my oxygen and blood supply. Yeah. He, he was just getting his pulse checked. Phil. Yeah, his doctor was just yeah. checking his pulse. Oh, yeah. 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 All right, he had it the right. Well, you know, point. you got the CLP. You may have, you may not be having quite oh, as much going. It may not be quite as easy to, or no, no. quite as difficult right. to take no, you out. This so. thing about Spock used to walking up behind on Star Trek, and right, dog, that works. <laughs> Okay. What did he do, Allison? Yeah, the Vulcan nerve. Yeah. Speaking of Star Trek, did, what, did, all right, hang on. We got to do. Oh this. yeah, so, I've got to go with the Okay, so we got we got our last say. Let's take a break. Yeah, you like it? All right. So our last segments, uh, we got it because I I was going to ask you as a shameless plug, I guess, for myself because I know you like my my preaching, but so I was going to ask you if you heard any good sermons lately. So I want to hear. You said you that uh, I preached this last Sunday. Yeah. And so you got you got a thought out of it. between between my sermon and Star Trek. You got something you want no, to? No, no, I got a new way of looking at you know. Like Jason started years ago when he was teaching the the teenagers at White's Ferry Road, and he had told them he said, "Close your eyes." You know, told the class, "Close your eye," and when I say the word God, what picture is in your mind? You know, how do you see God? I remember him saying, he said that yeah. on the podcast. Well, anyway, so look, my wife has been slashing the TV, everything we got on TV. She's cutting it, you know, to get the Monday down. She finally found a new channel, and it's a new Star Trek on this channel. Okay? She got new stars and everything, you know, got a different spot, Captain Kirk, all this. Back. But anyway, so she said, oh, I got to show you this. And I said, what is it? She said, 
I just seen Willie on television on Star Trek. And I said, really? She said, yeah. So she goes through it and brings it up. And <laughs> it, this guy looks enough like Willie, but hey, he's about 50 pounds heavier, okay? And he's got real long hair. He's got a big, long wig on. But he, it is Willie, because I just died laughing. I said, i got to tell Willie this, and I did the other day. But anyway, but you're talking about the sermon. Your sermon Sunday got me thinking, and I was watching Star Trek, and they pull up, and there's a, a, a nebula, and it's just a gas cloud. You know, and I got to thinking, and I said, well, I said, hey, how about this? I, I told them on my podcast yesterday. I said, hey, we're going to go heavy. I'm going I'm to give you all give you some ways of how to describe God, you know. I said, because Jason asked his kids in class, you know, what comes to mind when I tell you, you know. What picture? Show me, give me a picture of God. Well, hey, how about a, a, a nebular cloud, a, ga- a gas cloud with, okay, intelligence. It ain't nobody, but there, you know, the guy asked, you know, asked Buck, what do you sense? And he said, hey, I sense there's a, a brain, it's intelligent life in that cloud. You know, so that was one of them. And I said, well, here's the thing. I said, here's another way of, of describing God. He's pure energy because he's everywhere all at once. So God is actually pure energy. That's true. I said, because the Bible says, okay, Jesus is the light of the world. Yeah, and I said, light is energy. You know, and then I said, well, here's another way to do it. Consciousness. A consciousness of something. Okay? Or a awareness of something. You know, because people said, I just felt, I felt your presence. You know, somebody walks up behind you and said, you know, I didn't hear you, but I felt you. You know, so that's one of the things with your lesson the other day about, okay, you know, you know. The evil one used to control us by the fear of death. Well, hey, Jesus took care of all that. Okay, when he died and then rose from the dead and ascended bodily back to the Father, hey. No fear of death. Ain't no fear of death. Right. You know, there's nothing scary about it anymore. Right. You know, Jesus said this, hey, since I did it, guess what? I will do it for you. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the scripture says, hey, you, even if you die, you won't die. You know, so that's what I, you know, hey, just, it's, a, it's a different way of looking. Because if you ask somebody, hey, show me this God, draw me a picture of this God you're always talking about. You know, well, now you can give them kind of, you know. The different aspects. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Well, and, and, the, and the second thing I said is you're never alone. To your point, yeah, because you you're part of now you're a son, not a slave. Yeah. And the, and I went to Romans eight because he said you have since you have the Spirit of God, His presence, always in your in your life. And and again, that's something you can't see, but you know He's there because He said He lives inside you. So you're never alone ever again. So you never worry about being abandoned. You're not a slave. You're a son. He called it this this the spirit of sonship, and so. Not only do you never have to worry about death, but you also never have to worry about being alone. You're never alone. You know, you can be some you can be on a deserted island. If you have the spirit of God, you're not alone. You're a part of the family of God. Well, another thing I was talking about, okay, is like you were talking about, okay, you're not alone, okay. But the the scriptures tells us, okay, I wrote it I wrote it on your heart. Mm-hmm. Okay, so all the good stuff that God has to offer for the human being, we've got that. I really don't have to read this, but I should, because he told me that, hey, I've written all that on your heart. Yeah. That's why when you say, okay, you know, you got a choice, right or wrong, you know it's wrong. Right. Because he's told you it's wrong. Plus, you can see the change in people's behavior. That's right. You look at the fruit that they're bearing, and you're like, "Well, no, no." That's why I was saying I'm I'm hung up a lot on right now on the fruit of the spirit, you know, because I I'm the goodwill ambassador of of you know, flowersgeneral.com. Okay, and you'd be shocked once you look Google it, 
and see all the stuff, how flowers and the fruit of the Spirit go together. The rose is the, is the uh, love, okay? A red rose is love, and that's back in the Roman time, okay? White, white irises, flowers, are purity, okay? And they're just more and more and more, you know, because Alice uh, Gibbons Googled that because I told her when she said, okay, I want you to be my goodwill ambassador for this. And I said, okay, but here's what I want to do. Whether you send one rose out or 50, I want a scripture to go with every one of them, you know. And I and it was surprising. And like the God, you know, God talks about flowers a lot in His Bible in mm-hmm. His Word. Yep. Okay. Look at the lilies of the field. You know, they don't do nothing, but hey, they're arrayed. Look at the beauty they are. Hal, you need to get you one of those Goodwill Ambassador gigs. Yeah, I do. How do you go about getting that, sir? Hey. Uh, Look, okay. <laughs> I, I had nothing to do with it. people coming to me and said, "Okay, you got to be Uncle Si to get a gig like that." But I'm that. just that's saying, right. that's right. You know, no, in fact, just, when Si first told me about it, we were talking about some scriptures, and my first thought was to, that we are the aroma of life. No, no. And yeah. I thought about that because your flowers, most flowers, smell good. Oh yeah. And I just thought about that in Christianity. You know, that's what we are. We're the aroma of life. And you know, you put a bouquet of flowers here in the middle of this table. They smell good, and and to and to people who are looking for the fragrance of life, we smell good. Unfortunately, it also says we're the smell of death yeah. to, to those who don't know what we know, which is interesting. Well, no, no, because like when you're talking about the fragrance, okay, and not only that, it flowers set a mood. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be in you can be in a, a, a sad frame of mind. Somebody brings in a beautiful bouquet of flowers and sets it in front of you. That's right. It, it lifts your spirit. That's right. Okay? And then if you like that and say, oh, my goodness, the aroma that, that's putting out. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, have you noticed about flowers is they tend to reflect a person's personality. Like I noticed when I, we came home from a trip and Anna had had a birthday a couple of weeks ago. So I walk into her kitchen and I look on her countertop. And how many things of flowers? Five or six. Five or six yeah. things of flowers. And I was like, good night, ma'am. And uh, I said, what was the deal here? And she said, well, I just, and people kept sending me flowers for my birthday. But I thought that was not on accident. That was because her personality impacted people to the point they were like, you know what? I'm going to send her some flowers. I mean, yep. not everybody else gets Five things oh, no, of flowers. No, no. That was because she had an impact on people's lives, and she she does good by them. And so they thought, you know, I'm gonna send her. I'm gonna send her some flowers. Yeah, and so one, one of those was uh, Alex called me, her, her sister. Yeah, your other daughter. Yeah. <laughs> It said, would you like to get your wife some flowers for her birthday? <laughs> I said, sounds good. Sounds good. Good Make call. That's somebody looking yeah. out for you. Yeah, good <laughs> call. Good call. Oh, she God. happens to be in the room today, oh, too, looking out for you. That's why we have a compound living. Uh, that's yeah, what we yeah. call that. Well, um, man, it's, that was a fast. That was a fast podcast. That went by fast, which is that means it's a good thing. It means it's been too long since we had you on. So we're gonna get y'all to hang out in overtime, and we'll talk a little bit more about size um, sermon idea. I like that, and uh, we'll uh, we'll chat a little bit more about that. Um, but it's good to have y'all on. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes, and don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.